Welcome to the Audacious Generosity Podcast. Here we celebrate giving without the pressure to give. Audacious Generosity is where God is the giver and giving depends on what God puts into your hands. Now, here's your host, Kevin White. Hello, this is Kevin. It is Tuesday, February the 16th, 2021, and I welcome you to your weekly dose of audacious generosity where God is the giver and giving depends on what God puts into your hands. I want to give a huge shout out to our newest listeners in the USA, India, Thailand, Pakistan, Lithuania, South Korea, Iran, the Alan Islands. Hey, I genuinely appreciate each and every subscriber and reviewer to the show. On today's show, I'm going to be sharing with you about my journey of finding freedom in Christ. I'm going to share excerpts of an interview with Rob Lohman for the Addiction, Freedom, and Faith podcast. Rob skillfully helped me share my story of finding freedom in Christ. You'll want to catch the entire interview on Addiction, Freedom, and Faith podcast. Here's a few excerpts. And I know you and I both love stories, right? So Mm -hmm. can you give us a couple stories of people's like, people that went on the mission trip with you that stand out whose lives were just radically changed. Yeah. Yeah. I think of, of Becky who used to be an exotic dancer that went with us and she's gone three times with global hope India over to India. And I watched her really transform on her first trip. She was definitely a support member of her team and a great value to the team and a great blessing to the people that she was put in front of. But by her third trip, she really had become a leader. And that third trip was actually in the red light district of Mumbai and watching this former exotic dancer in the U.S. stand there in the filthy streets of a red light district in Mumbai and to say, you are valuable to God was just, I mean, you, you can't, you can't describe that. You can't put a value on that, but she knew something that a lot of the visitors that we've taken to that very same experience hadn't really seen. And just that sense of feeling trapped and hopeless and helpless in a lifestyle like that, the women didn't choose to be there. They maybe made some bad choices that put them there, but it wasn't, no one educated them that this is what it's going to look like 10 years from now. Do you want to go do this? Uh, It was just little by little. And now they're there doing this business in order to survive and feed their children and to send money back to their families in the villages and things like that. Becky really understood what these women, the war in their, in their minds, in their thoughts, in their, in their sense of value and worth, and was able to speak into that. And that was much a healing for Becky as it was for the women that she spoke to, uh, just really seeing her go full circle in that prison, if you will, uh, that the women were living in. I think of David, who has struggled with um, chemical addiction, doing imaginable quantities of, of drugs, and then went into a rehabilitation program and really became sober and dry for the first time in his adult life. And within two weeks was on a mission trip to northern northeast India and was in a high school of just with a spoken English team. 
And he had every opportunity to sit back and just help them with their English and call it a day and say, I've, I've done my humanitarian good deed, and I've been the good Samaritan of life during this mission trip. But he took courage and made himself vulnerable and told his story. And wow, the people that came out of the woodwork to say, your story resonates with where I'm at. Teenagers and young adults that really allowed the Holy Spirit to minister to them because they had this man named David standing in front of them that could relate to their pain and to their suffering and be able to say, Jesus is enough. Jesus is the way out. And it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a lightning bolt experience, but if you'll if you'll walk with him, you will you will get freedom from this and to see their confidence soar, but to also see that become a radical healing factor in David, who has the same temptations. He was coming back to America that was going to face the same temptations. I'm pretty convinced it was that mission trip that changed him giving in to those temptations to him finding freedom from those temptations because he had a level of accountability. Is he going to go back and just be a hypocrite to all these students that he had shared Christ with, or is he going to rise up above the temptations? And I think he he found a higher purpose for, for living, and it really gave him a means of escape to go another year sober, another year dry, and he's he's doing great today. And I'm 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 sure that mission trip experience was one of God's healing factors in his life. Well, and all that started because you had the the fortitude to say God's calling me in this direction to do what you did and because you follow what God put on your heart to get where you are, you provide these opportunities. If you never would have done that, David and Becky Never would have had the experiences they just had, but because you stepped into your calling and provided opportunity for other people, you're changing lives all over the world just for that. Mm. Well, by the grace of God, he's really shown me the power of availability. You know, we we want to measure our potential for success by our ability. And here I am, this broken kid from Sunshine, North Carolina, if, if I'm really honest with you. I went to Sunshine Elementary School. There is a rural community in Rutherford County of North Carolina called Sunshine. Um, so here's this broken kid from Sunshine, North Carolina, that God is using uh, 8,000 miles away over in the country of India. And it really, it really had nothing to do with my ability it, the only way that it could, was even possible is that I gave God my uh, availability. And I remember in 1998, a man stood up in church and said, I've been called to lead a pastor's conference in India. I want everyone to pray that another man will go with me as a prayer partner. And I sense God say, you're the one. And I was in a very broken uh, season. I had just been fired from a church that I'd planted for three years. I worked my butt off for this church. And then they they released me as their pastor. But it, it was necessary, not because of embezzlement of funds and there was no sexual impropriety or anything. It was just I was a workaholic for God out of control. And they loved me enough to just say, something's got to change here. And the only way that they saw the best opportunity for change was to say, we, we don't want you to be our pastor anymore. That hurt me bad. And two months later, I'm flying 8,000 miles away over to India. But that Sunday that God said, you are to go, I just, I just was so broken. I just said, okay, you provide the funds and I'll go. Cause I knew I had no money to, and that seemed like a very expensive endeavor. 
but God provided and I went and it, God used India to change my life. We go on a mission trip thinking we're going to do some good for people. I'm pretty confident that God put me in front of a mission trip to change me. And I just continue to give him that availability even to today. Yeah. I hear a second book in the works, The Power <laughs> of Availability. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Right. right that, that sounds that, like we'll a great write title. that one together. Yes. When the red light district in Mumbai, India closed due to COVID-19, it was a true answer to prayer. Unfortunately, the women who were forced into commercial sex work were left abandoned with no means to feed their children. This Valentine's Day, we invite you to share the love of Jesus with vulnerable women by giving them a month of groceries. Your generosity not only blesses the women, but allows the church to make Christ known. $25 provides groceries for a whole month. Give now at globalhopeindia.org grocery. That's globalhopeindia.org grocery. Happy Valentine's Day. Kevin's new book, Audacious Generosity, was an instant international bestseller on Amazon. Audacious Generosity is now available worldwide on Amazon in paperback, hardback, ebook, and audiobook. You'll find the Audacious Generosity ebook on Apple Books, Kindle, Google Play, and all the popular online ebook stores. The Audacious Generosity audiobook was recorded by Kevin himself, and reviewers are loving it. The audiobook can be found online in over 40 audiobook stores worldwide, including Audible, Apple, Google, and more. Buy Audacious Generosity for yourself. Gift it to your family and friends for the holidays. Discover why Audacious Generosity was an instant bestseller. Audacious Generosity is all about you enjoying a living relationship with God that's fueled by courage, characterized by freedom, and overflowing with audacious generosity. Get your copy today. That's the amazing thing about, yeah, I'm a firm believer that God tees us up for the next thing in our life or where he's taking us, right? And yeah, and I, I'm, I'm picturing that moment when you just got fired from your job, your relationship with God could go one way or the other. I mean, how do you, have you ever thought about that moment of how would you envision your relationship with God if that opportunity never came like were you getting bitter with him at all and just like seriously like <laughs> i worked my butt off for you and here i am yeah so this is when god sent neil anderson indirectly into my life because 30 days after uh, being handed the termination notice and i was in a church-owned home i had to move my family out of this home and i had no payroll now no no income and i just really felt ultimately betrayed by god and i became so angry and I was angry on the surface at the people who had made this decision to wreck my life by letting me go. But I was underneath, I was really uh, lost because I didn't want to have anything else to do with God. I didn't want to just, just hide. I wanted to die. And I felt like here I have bled, sweat, and teared for this church to get planted and started. And now you let them terminate me. And this is what it means to be one of your ministers. Let me out. I, I, I call foul. I want out of this arrangement. There wasn't a whole lot that I could uh, do with that other than sit in my anger. And I, I remember my wife looking at me one time about 30 days into it, and she just said, I can't stay angry. I, I just can't. I have forgiven. 
And we had gone to a workshop that some friends had taken us to on Freedom in Christ, where they presented um, the seven steps to, to freedom. And that third step, they really walk you through the process of biblical forgiveness. And I had such a bad headache come over me as I went through that step. It was just demonic warfare. And I didn't realize it at the time, what a stronghold of bitterness can be if we allow the enemy to just have a heyday, he will take it and throw the biggest bitter party uh, that we will ever face. And there's a war that goes on. But when you start biblically forgiving people the way that God has forgiven you, I went into that time of prayer two weeks later. So that, that workshop we went to, I came back with a major headache. I shut down emotionally and mentally, spiritually, dug my heels in basically to my anger. And then my wife said, I can't stay bitter. And she had forgiven. And I'm like, well, good for you. I, I, I wish God would do something for me. And then two weeks later, met with them privately. And they just kept asking me, who are you to not forgive yourself? I mean, because really, I went into that time of prayer with my friends and I wrote down 40 names of people that I needed. I sensed the Holy Spirit uh, led me to forgive. 37 of them were with this church. But the three that were most impactful was uh, myself, my father, and false expectations I had raised up toward God about this sense of betrayal. And as I forgave my dad for screaming at me as a small child, you'll never amount to anything. And then I forgave myself for things that I'd felt so guilty and shameful for. And then I released God of false expectations raised up toward him. Forgiving those 37 people in the church that had terminated me were really the easy part. But I went into that time of prayer, uh, a, a pain-stricken, a pain hurt, angry man, and I came out free. I came out so free. And it was oh, just man, through man, biblical man. forgiveness. The bitterness was over. And I began to experience for the first time in my life what I had actually been given at age 10 whenever I had asked that Jesus would forgive me of my sins. But you can't really experience that until you're willing to give that. And that's really what brought about this book, Audacious Generosity, in my life, just going back 20 years ago of experiencing that biblical forgiveness. Yeah. Talk about that a little bit, because forgiveness is, is a word that people mm -hmm. hear a lot, right? Yeah. And, and even until my wife and I went through a serious marriage counseling thing last year, and it really talked about biblical forgiveness mm -hmm. and my friend Don McCreevy, Pastor McCreevy, who introduced me to Neil Anderson's work, would talk about biblical forgiveness. So you put this word biblical in front of forgiveness, and it, it seems to make it a little more serious than just forgiving somebody. So what does that mean, biblical forgiveness? One of the most common cliches that we hear is you just need to forgive and forget. Well, we get in a trap right there because uh, it is possible to forgive, but God never requires us to forget. We may never forget a rape, rape, a person that has been raped may never forget what happened to them, but they can forgive the person who raped them. That cliche is really from the pit of hell, just forgive and forget. And so 
once you realize that that's a trick of the enemy, we really need to just dive into what is forgiveness? And the best source of that is the Bible. And so the, t- the term comes biblical forgiveness of just really dissecting when God says that he forgives us and does not hold our sins against us and separates us as far as the East is from the West from our sin. What is forgiveness? And so Dr. Neil Anderson really helped me to understand that forgiveness is agreeing to live with the consequences. What has been done has been done. You can sit here and cry over it two more decades, or you can forgive. And and when you forgive, you're just agreeing to live with the consequences. Um, You're also agreeing not to seek revenge. You're agreeing God is God and I am not. And God has said, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. And in doing so, he is saying, vengeance is not yours, says to the follower. Uh, I am God. And so will you trust the vengeance over to me? It's not that you... You, t- you hire God as a hitman to go after all of your enemies and zap them. It's not like that. You just agree that you're not going to seek revenge. And what people don't understand is, yeah, we can all name people that we'd love to get smacked up by God at times, but the biggest grievance is with ourselves. It's that bitterness turned inward that a lot of, you know, there is chemical depression. There's, there depression is not is not anything to make fun of but the reality is a lot of depression is just anger turned inward and the only you can't take a pill to solve that the only solution is to forgive yourself and right then and there that that pain can begin to heal but it's never going to heal that anger will never subside until you forgive yourself And the way of escape from that form of depression is biblical forgiveness. So biblical forgiveness is agreeing to live with the consequences. It is agreeing not to seek revenge, and it is a choice. And my friends had to really drill me on this. Will you choose? And I'd be like, Father, please help me to forgive. And they'd say, God's done everything he needs to do. Will you now choose to forgive? You don't need to wait till tomorrow. It's not something you got to wait five weeks. You have a choice. Will you make that choice right here and there? And that I just kept, you know, they caught me in this, in this, this prayer. God, help me to forgive. Nope. He's done everything he needs to do. Jesus died 2,000 years ago. You can do this. Will you choose to forgive? They kept asking me. And I finally said, Father, I right here and now choose to forgive my dad. I right here and now choose to forgive myself, to forgive these people that voted to fire me. And one by one, I went through that that sense of rejection, the sense of me being made to feel unvaluable and unloved, and really processed not just the action of what they did, but how it made me feel and the attack or the violation that was on my identity in Christ. And then, you, so you renounce that. If someone makes you feel betrayed, you renounce the lie that you are betrayed and you affirm the truth that in Christ, you are significant, you are secure. You know, I was really felt rejected and fearful as a result of being fired. And I mean, how am I going to provide for my family? By forgiving them, I then had the opportunity to renounce the lie of, of lots of insecurity I was feeling and fearfulness that I was carrying around, and then affirm the truth that my God says he will supply all my needs and that I am secure. 
And it didn't really change my emotions. I didn't go around feeling like I'm going to be okay financially. I was still very, very distraught, but I had light at the end of the tunnel. It took years to somehow, you know, to in some ways to walk through that because, you know, I was having to move out of a church owned home. I was letting go of equity that had been built up for three years. There was a lot of things that I was having to surrender by faith over to the Lord, but he has so made good on all of that. Uh, it Amen. maybe didn't happen the next day, but he absolutely cannot be in debt to any of us. He will repay, says the mm-hmm. Lord. Wow, what an honor it was for me to be featured on Addiction, Freedom, and Faith podcast with Rob Lohman. I hope you appreciated the excerpts, but you're going to want to go catch the entire interview on Rob's show, Addiction, Freedom, and Faith podcast. Hey, open your hands to God, and I'll see you back here next week on Audacious Generosity podcast. God bless you. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening, subscribing, and reviewing the Audacious Generosity podcast. Join us next week as we open our hands up to God and let Him fill them for the Great Commission.